The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. All right, welcome back to Old Space Show. I am Brandon, and this is my companion, Tony. hey This series of Old Space Show follows the episode-by-episode time-traveling, body-hopping exploits of the first season of Quantum Leap. Today we will be talking about the second, or for some people, third episode, Starcrossed. <laughs> Sam leaps into Dr. Gerald Bryant on June 15th, 1972, an English teacher who is having a fling with a student named Jamie. Sam also meets the woman who stood him up at the altar in his own life, Donna Elise, but she has not yet met him in the future. It seems clear that Sam is there to help Jamie and Gerald not wind up married, but Sam is determined to help Donna reconnect with her estranged father. Despite threats to his job, Al gives Sam the information he needs to reunite his star-crossed lover with her father in Washington at the Watergate Hotel, potentially giving himself a second shot at marriage. As a group of four, he convinces Oscar, Jamie's wrestler boyfriend, to use his car to take him, Donna, and Jamie out to find Donna's father. Sam achieves connecting Donna with her dad and also inadvertently tips security off to the Watergate scandal, an event in history he doesn't remember. He only leaps, though, when Jamie and Oscar's romance returns. When the leap finishes, Sam finds himself in a boxing ring during a big match. This is directed by Mark Sobel. He is a big genre TV director. He's done Sliders, Seventh Heaven, Outer Limits, Lois and Clark, Friday the 13th series, the 1980s Alfred Hitchcock Presents, the 90s Dark Shadows series, and The Equalizer. And written by Deborah Pratt, who's a producer on the series and would later narrate it and play the part of Ziggy. And write, she writes 20 episodes of this show and also wrote for Airwolf and Magnum P.I. It stars Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell and guest stars Terry Hatcher, Leslie S. Sachs, and Michael Gregory. What a what an interesting second slash third episode, you know. To, yeah. to kind of, I mean, I mean, really kind of dives off the deep end and says, okay, we're going to take this premise that we just just set up last episode and take it to the extreme here right like we're gonna go back in history it's gonna be about people you know uh, sam's got a mystery to solve but oh at the very end we're gonna throw in some historical stuff as well just for good measure in this last five minutes because why the heck not right yes <laughs> and, and i do like there's kind of a reversal so like we were 100 sam last episode and now they give us kind of where we're sitting back going eh, i don't think you should be doing that and then giving us more trust into al who is, you know, trying to advise him and giving you a different look at Sam, trying to take things in a more personal route. So we immediately are seeing he shouldn't be doing this for personal gain. Right. I mean, this is he can, but yeah. Right. Well, this is where they 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 throw the number one rule of 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 quantum leap time travel. Mm-hmm. You know, the time traveler shall not take advantage of his position to improve or alter his life. Right. And then Bacula essentially crumples that up and throws it right out the space window and there, you mm-hmm. know, and it just 
says, forget it. I'm going to do what I want. I called my dad last time. Right. I'm going to mess with my almost wife this time, you know, like I'll do what I want. Damn it. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting spot to jump, go right away to this. Like, oh, wow. He's got something, some, a personal connection to this one. Uh, last time it was just, oh, my dad's probably alive during this time. Now he's like, oh, look, it's my old fiance before I met her. Right. At the college. Yeah, it's very interesting how they kind of they kind of thread things there, you know, where you think, you know, just just like you said, you think it's going to be about the thing that he needs to, you know, the wrong made right to, you know, to correct history and things. And and it always seems to come back to at least here early on his personal life. I mean, this this one takes place, you know, most of the action takes place in Marion, Ohio. You know, mm-hmm. Sam's from 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 Elkridge, Indiana, another, you know, fictitious small town, Indiana, T, you know, there is an uh, Elkhart, Indiana, but he's yes, from Elk Ridge. Yes. yes. Elk Ridge must just be down the road from Pawnee, I'm assuming. Right. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's a very interesting uh, it's a it's a very interesting dichotomy of, you know, yeah, we're going to, you know, do this, you know, futuristic space thing where he has to fix some cosmic, you know, uh, imbalance. But also he's going to take care of his personal business because why not? Right. Mm-hmm. And. We get the guest star, I mean, Terry Hatcher. So the way people used to rise to stardom back in the day was getting thrown into guest star on like every show you could possibly get in. And this was during her time uh, where she was uh, she was on MacGyver. She was right. on lots of shows. She was in Tango and Cash. And then she would get Lois and Clark, who, right. which was also you know connected with people on this show. And boom, now she's somebody, which personal favorite Lois Lane is Terry Hatcher. I was a Lois and Clark fan and that's, she just was a great Lois for me, but this was like during her rise and up. So it's like, Oh, she was, I think she was somebody at this time, but it was like a, wasn't like a huge guess. It was just like, oh, I've seen her on. I've seen her on a lot of things. Right. Yeah. It's it, it's difficult to remember that after the fact. Sometimes when you right. see people and you're like, oh, I can't believe they would do this. Or whatever. You know. At this point in her career trajectory, that she was still very much, you know, moving towards that upswing, but hadn't right. really hit it big yet. So, so this was, you know, this was par for the course for her back in the day. You know, in in hoping that one of these would be her break. And and certainly, you know, you look back on it now, and and, and you see why. I mean, she's she's a great actress, mm-hmm. and she. She obviously had a had a had a great chemistry with 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 uh, Scott Bakula and everything here. So I mean, it was it was nice to see her in this role for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like to compare the last episode, we had Jennifer Runyon, who was probably a bigger get for the show at the time than Terry Hatcher, and people are like Jennifer Funyon. Let no Jennifer the the girl yes. that Bill Murray is doing the tricks with at the beginning of Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's that's who it was, but yeah, um, it's it's hard to keep your '80s '90s timeline in order sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because I even I had to mentally be like, oh, Jennifer Runyon. And yeah, my, my first thought was she's gonna go on to the couple wavy lines in a few years. I'm like, nope, that's backwards. She's already done that, <laughs> yes. and now she's here in Quantum Leap. So. It was on her demo reel when she auditioned for Quantum Leap. That's where it was. <laughs> that's 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 who you are at that point, the couple wavy lines girl, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, this one, to, to start the episode, we have the intro, which is not the typical intro. It is a recap uh, with Sam giving a narration. And they, I think they thought the catchphrase for this show is going to be, went a little caca. Like, I think they were <laughs> high on that. And it was going to be, oh boy, they didn't know it yet. But, um, sure. and he calls himself the time traveling lone ranger with Al as my Tonto. And I don't even need a mask. And the title sequence is kind of humorous to me like I, i'm sure many people wouldn't notice 
but it's very lacking in episodes with which to do a montage with. Like yeah. it's mostly the first episode and like this one and then maybe two others and they try to make it look like he's going all over in time, but right. eh, he did a couple things. Now, another interesting thing is uh, I'm assuming, you know, because the show went heavily into syndication and like we talked mm-hmm. about last episode where, you know, things are altered and things like that. When, when I did my quick refresher watch of this on the NBC app uh, just last week, um, they they gave it the it, it was still the non narrated intro, but it was it featured the it featured cutscenes from all different. It, ha- it had Sam as the boxer, you know, I mean, it had it had things. So, you know, obviously it was recut that way, but it was a, it was a very it was it was I was not expecting it because I, a, I knew that wasn't what it originally was. And B, right. I was like, well, I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of crap that hasn't happened yet. And for I guess for a time travel show, that's not terrible, but that could throw off the average viewer if it was made like that originally, which fortunately it wasn't. Gotcha. Speaking of okay, I speaking of the editing with the show, I have a funny personal <laughs> personal aside to share, quantum yeah. leap related. So when I lived out in Los Angeles, I did Blu-ray and DVD testing, and it was like my job out there. And when I was first out there, my like first year, I sat next to this guy named Craig, and when I got this flat, fancy Samsung phone when I moved out there, and I changed my ringtone to the Quantum Leap theme song. <laughs> so. I'm sitting there. I'm talking to this guy named Craig. We did these. We had stations, so uh, it was called. Uh, it was called. Um, wasn't Nav. It was compatibility. So you'd have ten players, one TV, and you had to go through them. They're all like the top marketed players in the world and stuff. And you had to make sure disc would play normally on all these players, and it'd take you forever. And you'd sit by somebody, you just chat all day and do this stuff. And he starts telling me about. He was a editor or whatever, and he gets on to Quantum Leap, and he was an editor on Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. He, he had edited it for one season, and then my phone went off, and I felt like the <laughs> biggest douchebag in the world. I was like, oh, my God. And everybody's like, kissing his ass. I'm like, no, I'm not. I that was literally been my ringtone for a long time, but he... It was it was really funny. He's like, oh yeah, no, I I cut that show. I'm like, did you get to meet Scott or anybody? He's like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like I just sat in a room and cut the show. So I was like, all right. He's like, I met Donald, like uh, people Elisario, but yeah, like, yeah. But that was embarrassing. Just uh, that's my quantum leap fandom right there. Is there it is. Yeah, in all its glory. Once worked with editor of show had ringtone. So. Yes. Shared back. awkward moment with, yes. with with scene creator. Yes. <laughs> so back to the episode at hand. He uh, starts with a very Indiana Jones-ish professor, but that's why it kind of made me laugh. I'm like, oh, they're doing the Indiana Jones thing. All the girls love the professor. Then you see him in the <laughs> mirror. The mirror, And yeah. Sam's even distraught by He's like, no. Oh, no. It was a very, yeah, I'm usually one all, I, you know, I'm usually all for, you know, having those reveals and kind of not knowing where things are going yeah. but it, it kind of it, to, to me it felt a little clunky because i was like well they uh, like every single girl in his class mm-hmm. his class of all females every single girl's like swooning over him I'm like there has to be like a, a reason and the reason was that he was just a creepy horn dog that would give them better grades if he slept right. with them. i'm like oh maybe he had some sort of teaching charisma and they just they saw something in him that they weren't getting from the boys 
on Maybe. campus. Um, but the first time, the first time that he talked to Donna as the professor, Donna was like, uh, "I can get my own grades, thank you." So right, I think yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That inherent, you know. And again, this is a, this is a product of the times. You're probably mm-hmm. not going to see, a, you know, a, a story arc like this in our in our in our current day and age on TV. So <laughs> yeah. And with this episode, they clearly establish that with the teacher student affair and how he is with. Jamie Lee, that Sam is not interested in taking advantage or womanizing on his le- leaps, right. which is uh, nifty and it you know, gives him more family oriented aspect if people want to do that. Um, but that's, it's like, that's, you know, there, there will be like sexual things on the show, but it's never going to be Sam pound dog in his way through, through his leaps. And that's right. They don't stiff. have to, yeah, they don't have to make it uncomfortable. Right. So, right, right. Yeah, this one pretty much he goes in his own interest while having an obstacle of a woman fawning over him that, you know, no problem. I just won't give her my time. Uh, but she also has the boyfriend who there's many. I, I like Bacula's chemistry with this guy and his sort of like some some sort of like sympathy for him with and trying to <laughs> educate him and help him. They have some uh, really good moments. And, sure. Yeah, it felt very, uh, you know, I got a very revenge of the nerds booger type of yes. not 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 booger the uh the uh the big brute you know the nerds guy you know uh, yeah, yeah yeah i mean i i felt that kind of classic vibe but then also you know it, it's nice to see these side characters also get a little bit of a story arc and a little bit of a redemption in you know throughout the episode as he does learn and grow mm-hmm. and becomes a better significant other to jamie lee and things like that so that was it's kind of cool to see that yeah and jamie lee looked like is she she looked a little older. She, she looked <laughs> like when you when you try to cast like high school with late twenties kind of, but she's yeah, in she's college, so who, who non, knows? yeah, not non traditional student there. So non traditional <laughs> student, yeah. But yeah, they they basically he goes out of his way to find out about Donna's father who left when he was younger, and Al he's not supposed to help him sam's memory is supposed to come back to him on his own but al caves and he wears this sash with hieroglyphics which sam is fluent in hieroglyphics apparently which yeah surprise yeah one of his because he said he had six he has six six doctorates sam mm-hmm. does and uh one of them is apparently is ancient languages so yes. you know ancient we, we, we medicine do, we have two yes, now yes medicine and, and then of course quantum physics is the third right, so yeah. yeah so yeah and and then we also eliminated psychiatry through through an in joke that we knew psychiatry right. was not one of them because of his poor bedside manner. So <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. And I do love when Al they the people in the present uh, figure out what Al's doing, drag him away. It's really kind of creepy and cool. Yeah, uh, what they do to him and uh, yeah, Al's presence is just fun. It's it, he's always Stockwell is great, and I don't think he's really knowing the Stockwell. They he's a child actor. He's like one of the most like didn't have like some like a down and out period in his life child actor, but I knew him from like David Lynch movies, things like that. And this is kind sure. of a more regular role for him uh, to yeah. play in, in a nice guy role, which he doesn't typically will play a lot. Yeah. And well, and, and early here in these early episodes, he really carried the anchor to the present slash future aspect mm-hmm. you know this was this was before we got a lot of i mean ziggy you know really really graduates into its own character as the computer and the you know making the crazy noises on yes. the on the pad but but early in these episodes that 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 hadn't been established yet right, so true, really true. it was it was dean carrying this whole thing as the as the anchor to to the quote-unquote present so yeah it was very cool to see to see dean stockwell do his thing like that yeah definitely and i mean this this episode now i'm thinking about like they're they 
I'm just now realizing the limited amount of sets it had, but it felt like it was more because they go to that restaurant a lot. They have his, they have his home is one of them. There's a little, little bit of exteriors and then the hotel. Like, but it felt like it went all around. But I was like, yeah, a lot of this took place in that damn diner play or that restaurant. They well, this maybe play that that maybe plays into what we were talking about last episode about you know the is the sci-fi on a sci-fi on a budget. You know, they're they're trying to be balling on a budget and you know do it do it big, you know, big ideas without mm-hmm. big physical manifestations. And I'm sure that I'm sure the network appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, back then and it's TV back then where, you know, we don't have CGI, we don't uh, effects cost a lot of money and you had to rely on your characters and your character scenes. And yeah. that's, that's one thing I think lacks in today's, but you know, today is focused on doing your best not to get someone to switch a channel right. or something. Yes. And you gotta Absolutely. I, I do miss like, relaxing letting characters just be characters for a bit and in mixing with all that cool stuff but um yeah it's kind of nice just to see the strength of an episode really moving based on character interaction uh having plot things happen or whatever go ahead i was just gonna say you could tell that their biggest their their biggest budget you know payout they're like okay well we'll spring some money if if, if you want dr beckett to put his hand through sam a couple Mm -hmm. times just to prove that he's a hologram right Or, or like you said they the dragging, the being drug away scene, and then disappearing behind the the door that doesn't exist. You know, they, I mean, they they definitely had their moments, but they 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 use it sparingly, which I think was 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 smart on their point. So yeah, definitely, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. the The Watergate touch here, I did I didn't realize it was coming. Like I haven't seen this episode in a long time. I remember I was like, oh, this is the Terry Hatcher one. I remember he tries to do stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, there's the the Watergate thing at the the end, which is which is probably everybody makes their little Watergate jokes. It was probably more much more timely and hilarious back then. Um, oh, probably, yeah. I mean, only- you know. But then again, you know, like you said, in a, if if that show was done today, that would have been the focal point of the whole episode, right? Like right, being yeah. being in the in the Watergate and the the cultural significance of you know being present. And here, it's almost like it's almost treated like a throwaway joke, almost. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. There. I mean, there are things that that make little weird jokes like that uh, that touch history. But yeah, today it would have been the focus point. We'd have to educate about Watergate and all that. But then it was so still fresh on people's minds, probably. Right. And Nixon was still alive during, <laughs> during this too. <laughs> That's true. So, so definitely interesting. And, you know, getting with her, her mom, he's got the confidence. Like, I like that in the end, Sam truly cared about her connecting with her father more than he did the possibilities of what it meant for his future. Cause Al reminds that she left another guy at the altar before him. So right. what if she doesn't leave that guy? But right. And, th- and that was one of the biggest, the biggest anchor points of, of this episode to, mm-hmm. you know, later on, not to, not to, not to jump our own shark here, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, later on in the, in, in the fourth season, there is an episode where they do establish that, you know, Donna did, end up you know after sam changed history donna did end up marrying sam yeah you know but 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 sam doesn't realize it because of his you know swiss cheese memory and you know he doesn't know anything and then donna won't let al tell him and things like that so obviously at, the, at that point i believe donna was recast as another as another actress in that yes. uh, fourth season but uh but yeah it was very interesting to see that obviously whatever he's doing in the past is altering his present but obviously it's not altering it to the point where he's affected by it any sort of way yeah, like Al never. I mean, he seems to be aware of things too. Uh, so it's a it's a weird how what however that works out. Uh, <laughs> definitely. And then I did like when he had the little black light. Speaking of effects on him, he's like it must be the black light here. And I, I will say too, I mentioned it last time a little bit, but I like the restraint 
of only through Sam. Like we don't see that we can see what we can of Al, but I think like today you would have the back and forth between where Al's at, where Sam, where Sam's at, like, and it wouldn't be such a mystery. Like here, I love being just in Sam's shoes, and it right. Yes. Yeah. And I think they did that again. Uh, my, my assumption is, is that they did that to help the viewer at the time, you know, really kind of mm-hmm. empathize with Sam and, you know, kind of feel his struggle of being truly stuck in a fish out of water, you know, not, right. you know, we don't get that anchor point of, oh, well, see, everything's fine back in the normal world when Al walks off and goes home and goes to bed or whatever. You know, you don't have that. You're literally with Sam from start to finish. So you, you are part of his journey. Yeah. Like, like I, unknown. yeah, I feel like today there'd be like these four characters back at there and then only Al interacts with and they have their own dramas going on and challenges and it's a dual thing rather than just focusing on the oh the, yeah but yeah by this point yeah Gucci would have got a spin-off show where it was right. all technical <laughs> sci-fi jargon and all this yeah. so yeah 100% yeah definitely so this was one of those fun ones that you know it's it, it's cool to talk about a show like this as we move forward because everything is very with the exception of the occasional throwback episode, everything is very self-contained. You know, you can really yeah. dive in, talk about one episode, and then like, okay, now we're moving on to the next episode. So mm-hmm. no, I think we've covered pretty much everything that this forty-seven-ish minutes of, of episode had to offer us. So. Right? Yeah, definitely. And I, I always like, like, I, I miss a lot of the TV. Like, I think, like, I, I'm not against like the how TV is now, though. But I think they've gotten away from realizing just the importance of an episode, like making an episode feel start finish, even if it's a link to another piece, having its own arcs, having it. Cause there's, I mean, going through like Netflix shows that they binge and stuff. There are episodes that wind up in like the later three quarters that are just there. Like they don't even, right. and people don't remember singular episodes anymore. Almost. It feels like. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. You're right. We go, we go back and forth a lot about this on, Anytime I do any sort of writing on sciencefiction.com about, uh, mm-hmm. in particular, Star Trek Discovery, uh, we go back and forth on this because I don't, you know, people who know me know my feelings on Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. Don't like it, but uh, you know, <laughs> but, but that's but that's a show. It's the exact right. opposite. Like if you if you were to tune into season two, episode seven, if you haven't watched the first six episodes, right. probably right before, mm-hmm. you're completely in the weeds. You have no clue what's going on, mm-hmm. and it just it feels too interconnected. So it's nice to have these standalone right. stories. You can just enjoy and then go about your business. You know, that's what that's what TV to me feels like is is, is really entertaining in that in that fashion. Yeah, just uh, you know, with Star Trek and Discovery, like what I l- liked about Star Trek is like, oh, where are we going this week? And now it's just like th- to explore brave new worlds. It's now this season is a brave new world. That's another brave new. You know, like that's yeah, that's my, that's a whole nother story. But I have, whenever <laughs> whenever it comes back, the Orville, that's got. He scratches that Star Trek itch. Yeah, we have we have one. We get we get to enjoy one final season of the Orville. They've already said that this next season is the last, but uh, but I, I do enjoy that. It's that's that's fairly serialized, and I know they've said mm-hmm. moving forward, you know, some of the newer Star Trek shows, like they had the uh, animated Lower Decks, that that right. was fairly serialized, and then uh, we have another animated Prodigy, and then the Captain Pike led mm-hmm. Strange New Worlds is supposedly going to be more um, more more of an individual you know episode by episode type of type of feel so fingers crossed fingers crossed yep always optimistic all right (laughs) well that'll do it for today I think we've made right here where other conversations about the episode once went wrong Tony tell people where they can leap to find your work 
Sure. You can come check me out always at sciencefiction.com. There's new content posted there all the time. And if you want to connect with me personally, you can do so at tonyshob.com or find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Tony Schaub across the board. All right. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. Written work at whysoblue.com. There's more from the Brandon Peters Show this week, but from Old Space. Oh, boy. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. Thank you.